0: Episode 315, The Rant, Isaiah Wilson, Part 2, The Return. The world done turned upside down since the last time I sat down with Zeke. In this pod, we discuss his stint with the virus, his tenacity in coaching, his involvement in the New York Madness Tournament, and his pursuit to get the most out of his kids as a coach at the Portland School and the Heat Elite AAU team. All that and more, my conversation with Isaiah, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio. A state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The rant has been brought to you by the irrefutable magazine co-editor in design, Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for the irrefutable magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at the irrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, one of the main coaches for the Heat Elite AAU team, the premier team that helps out so many young boys um, get to the next level and also have something to do and all centered around basketball. And also the head coach of the JV uh, basketball team at Portland School, um, also one of Nick's uh Ciketas's main man, um, also a former St. Dom's basketball player, uh, another alumni of the rent that used to was on him it wasn't like two years ago now? Yeah, and we also recorded before you at Corona, but we'll get into that story. Zeke, Mr. Isaiah Wilson, how are you, my friend? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again.
0: Cool, man. So we taped this originally i'd say two weeks ago but right after that i remember you were telling me like oh my god i contracted coronavirus what a surprise i mean we've been dealing with this for a year and it was like what was your personal experience with it after we ended up recording and found out that you know i was contact traced, i ended up getting tested i was good but tell me about your experience having that
1: honestly i don't wish it on my worst enemy um it was definitely the first couple of days was real painful but then after a while you know, the body aches went down, the, my fever went down, those chills just stopped, you know. Kind of everything just went got better, but I was just fatigued, man. I was tired, and then right. I started getting cabin fever in my room because I felt like the walls were starting to close in on me. But honestly, it's, it's, it was hard. It still is hard recovering, you know. My energies are still low. Body hurts here to sometimes, here and there. And then, you know, just the other day trying to coach, you know, I just got tired. And I tried to run up and down with the guys. Bad mistake, man.
0: Why wrong. would you do such a thing?
1: Well, I was trying to, you know, know, they was talking. I was talking smack in the group chat, so I had to, you know, try to do something. But it didn't work out too well for me, but, you know, a little sore now. But I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better, you know, just trying to go day by day now at this point.
0: You know what's really funny? So I had coronavirus, and, like, since I wasn't reffing for the longest time, and I had this, like, last January, not the January that just passed, but last January. I remember when everything was closed and, like, I saw a basketball hoop not near me. Like, it gives you hoop dreams again. And I'm only saying this because— I remember I was texting Isaiah the other day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Island Garden. You're like, you playing? You playing? Like I'm playing. I'm not playing. What are you talking about? Is that what it it made you do? Like it made you want to play again? Cause I remember from the first podcast that we did, you were talking about, nah, I'm not playing. I ain't playing again. And now all of a sudden you want to play. What what happened?
1: You know what it was? It was in my room the whole time. I was watching all these videos, primary break, secondary break, you know, some old college stuff, some old high school stuff for myself. And I'm like, damn, I had a lot of fun. Like, You know, let's let's go out there and play. And I'm talking to the team in the group chat. You know, I'm talking a lot of smack, coming at these guys. Oh, you don't do this, you don't do that. So then at practice on Saturday, it was like, you know, we had some free time. like, all right, let me go up and down with them. And then I'm like, oof, bad mistake.
0: Super bad mistake, man. Super bad mistake. And, you know, just thinking about the pandemic, and it seems as though people are like, well, I mean, it hasn't happened to me. There's no possible way it could happen to me this late in the game. Um, You lost your – your sense of taste, right? No, I was. Oh, lucky. you ain't do that. I
1: didn't. I do not lose because that doesn't sound smell, fun at all. Aaron.
0: That sounds like we're losing rapid weight. If if you, if if it you doesn't taste like anything, that can't be like a fun thing. Um, so you're still kind of recovering, and, and you're you're feeling a lot better, obviously, but you still feel like the remnants of of the coronavirus, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I still I still feel it, and um, it's kind of going day by day. I lost like 13 pounds, which is not a good thing, you know. But you know, sooner or later, I'll I'll get everything back, and I'll I'll get that—that you know, my body, everything will get better over time. But you know, I got to take it easy for a few. You know, don't don't do too much. But with time, things will get better.
0: Yeah, see, that's not possible because I've been digitally connected with him this whole time. We have been trying to pull off uh, one of the most grandiose things that possibly could happen. We have some of the best teams from New York State uh, preparing and getting into this New York madness. Uh, tournament that's going to be held at Island Garden on March 17th to the 28th and you know for, full disclosure Zeke has been completely instrumental in helping us build this along with myself uh, lucky that helped early on Nick Saketis who's the head coach of the Portland School and of course Ralph Torres who seems like Nick's bodyguard is that that's what his is that what his main <laughs> title is aside from just like knowing what to say at the right time I feel like he evens him out. <laughs> You tell me.
1: Ralph keeps everybody even. He, yeah. he does keep everybody even. He works very well with the parents and organization, and you know, it's, it's somebody you need to have with you. And he's not a, like he's not a part of the staff. He's family now.
0: No, he's he's definitely organized, and hopefully, I I can be part of that family. And I've been helping you guys with you know the media part and just the relationship of with the referees. So you know, it's been a true honor and joy to be part of something that's really historic to me, um, something that I don't think has ever been done. You know, I think about all these times when we have all of these tournaments out here and just local things out here. To have something that's really massive and something meaningful is it, really something that's important for me to, you know, impart my imprint in this. How do you feel about being involved in this?
1: Honestly, it's, it's a good step to what I want to do in life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, you know, making events, whether it's like in a video game or now real life. Uh, it's part of the reason why I'm going back to get my master's at Cortland is, you know, to have that, you know, the education behind me to say oh, I have this credibility to do it. But now getting this experience is going to help me long in the long run, saying I was a part of this and this was my role to help this you know event become successful for the kids. Yeah.
0: And we'll see how that goes. And obviously, we're going to do some administrative work for that tournament right after we record. But I want to go back a year's time. We're taping this on March 7th, 2021. And I think about the year before. What? Mar- March 8th? yeah. That's March the second 8, time yeah. I did that, man. Biggie's going to— Yo, I was watching that Biggie documentary. I don't... Have you seen it?
1: No, I didn't watch it. I don't know. Yeah, because you're
0: old. You, you, you... I'm too old, and you're too young. You probably don't even— you, you like Biggie, or no? A
1: little bit, you know. Damn, a
0: little bit? I mean, that's how old we are. Like, I can't yeah. believe he was 24 years old when he died, and it's already been almost like 25 years since he's been gone, so he's been gone longer than he's been alive, which is like a bugged-out thing. But, you know, going back a year ago— I think about all the beats that we had. I had a couple of games with you. I remember one time I had a game, a JV game. You're like, oh, thank God you're here. Like, what's going on when I'm not here? That, that, that always, like, bugs me out. But, you know, those whole beats of just having practice and having all those games, that's like towards the end of the season. And I know you guys all went all the way to the state championship, didn't go the way you wanted to, and then you rolled right into AAU season. But that's when everything started going weird. So first I wanted to ask you, during this whole time before you got coronavirus yourself, but – how were you holding up during this whole year? How's your family doing? And, you know, going back to March 2020, when was the moment that you took all of this really serious?
1: Wow. Honestly, when I noticed we were just going to be in the house the whole time, you know, when the pandemic first started, I lost my grandfather, at great-grandfather at 102 years old. And then my nephew was born about four or five hours later. So it was like a blessing, you know, a blessing to have another nephew born into this world, healthy. And then about a week or two weeks later, my dad got the virus. And he got real sick for about a month or two. He was in the hospital. And then my sister got the virus with the newborn. So kind of like, you know, hit close to home. The you know, only people who didn't give is my mom, my brother, and I. You know, we've been, we were pretty good up until when I got it recently. But, you know, it just, it was one of those, it's one of these things where it kind of, it's, it's kind of. Keep going. It's one of these things where it's kind of like we, you know, we, we learned to be more grateful for life. Be more grateful of certain opportunities we have in life and just be more grateful of you know the family we mm-hmm. have with us you know a lot of zoom parties a lot of like everybody's birthday was a zoom like zoom happy hour like i've never heard of that type of stuff until you know this pandemic but hey it showed us you know what we don't have to all spend thousands of dollars flying across the country to see each other we can just go on zoom and you know really spend that quality time so i mean it was just it was rough a lot of drinking a lot of titos but you know well, that's off the record now, to <laughs> Dang, what's wrong with that? You twenty three, we good. But you know, you know, over time it got better. Started working out more, and you know, going running. You know, I was in the park, some dip machine, you know, pull ups and things like that. Then started getting you guys to meet me at five in the morning, a couple of the mornings, and you know, it was pretty good. But you know, it's 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 March eighth now, and you know, things are getting better. Vaccines yeah. coming, you know, guys are playing ball, and everybody's getting healthy again. So this is what you want to be.
0: See that? That's that talk that you talk when you have the antibodies in you, I see you got a little bit more confidence in your voice, but you know, obviously I know that even though you might've been working out a little bit more, I know that if you went to a local park near you, you definitely weren't going to do pull-ups on a rim because they were probably taken down, especially in New York city. Now you also had a unique perspective on the things that you did during the coronavirus, because you had the opportunity to travel a lot with your AAU team. What was that like when you were doing that? And did you realize in real time the uniqueness of it all, aside from the pandemic, just more of going like, and I talked to Nick about this like early on during the pandemic. I remember it was around May, like right before Memorial Day, and he was like, August 1st, we're going to open up. And I'm thinking like, you know, I I had a hard seltzer in my hand. I wasn't even thinking about reffing. I was like, there's no possible way because, you know, at that point everybody was in the dark, but you could see that other states were going. And, you know, I I know Nick is somebody that's an action-oriented coach. He's going to try to find a way. Somehow, some way, always find a way for his kids to play. And he did see pockets of people playing in Florida, Indianapolis, Pennsylvania. So, you know, just talk about what it was like when you first, like, literally first traveled and then how weird that was in the beginning and then just, I guess, your your expeditions and adventures doing it.
1: I mean, in the beginning, just going to Pennsylvania, you know, the neighboring states, it was a little weird because it was like everybody, you know, we all took our masks seriously, but then it was kind of like, dang, is this going to be the new... A new lifestyle of tournaments. Everybody to wait outside. You know, you know, you can't get into the gym a little early to stretch out. It was just like, it was a lot. And then after the tournaments, like, oh, no, this money catch it. No, you know, thankfully we didn't have like cases, a cat the cases. You know, everything was controlled, and we did our own contract tracing internally. Um, but then honestly, where I where I saw like a light at the end of the tunnel was in Indianapolis. We was at the Indiana uh, the Indianapolis Convention Center right next to the Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm. And when I say that tournament was ran perfectly, for, for you know, with everything going on, it was ran perfectly. Um, they had a counter at the door to each, like, different halls of the gyms, and you couldn't have more than, like, 250 people. But it was so big, you know, the facility was so big that you didn't even know there was 250 people in there. And everybody was spaced out. The seats were, you know, spaced out. The reps wore masks, you know, players and coaches we didn't have to um, on the sidelines. But it was just, it, you know, it was just ran so organized that – it showed that you know in a, in a couple months, you know in Indiana it was like that, but it was going to get to that. It's going to get to that way in New York. It's going to get to that way in New Jersey. Mm. It's going to get to that way in Connecticut, and you know it's starting to show a little bit. You know I think we got a couple more months, but hopefully by winter this is kind of like cleared up a little bit more.
0: Interesting. So just having that experience, and I think it was like an epiphany for you when you said, "Wow, this Indianapolis event has been run so smoothly because there's an extra amount of teams." There's 250 spectators, and it seems like it's a well-oiled machine where teams are going back and forth. Do you think that's like where the genesis of where Nick got the idea to have this New York Madness tournament of having it safe?
1: Honestly, I don't know where he got the idea for this. I just remember he called me one day, and I didn't entertain him much, and then he was kind of like, you don't seem interesting. I'm like, I'm doing homework now, you now. I'll call you later. <laughs> then I called him back, and I'm like, all right, so talk to me more. And then he started telling me, I'm like, oh, this is actually a good idea. Like, you know, this is something nobody else has thought of. And, you know, who's a better person to lead it besides, you know, you, you know, being action oriented. And, you know, you know, Nick, you know, he's about it. So once he once the ball got rolling on this, I mean, for, you know, you know, ourselves, me, yourself, me and myself, you know, yourself, Ralph. We've been going pretty hard at this for the last week and a half. 100 percent. So I think, you know, the event is heading in the right direction less than nine days away now at this And, you know, it's kind of just, you know, putting the glue to the paper.
0: So about a month ago, I'd say early February was, well, let's go back to late January when they said that high-risk sports are going to be allowed to play to New York State. I know for us specifically on Long Island, we were trying to figure out a way, and Suffolk had their first protocols where they were saying they were going to have weekly testing for the athletes and the coaches, and then they're going to have some sort of semblance of a season, a very truncated one with a playoff, which already has ended at this particular time. Nassau did something similar, but they didn't have any testing. And they did have a shortened season, but it was like a like a marathon, a sprint of a marathon, if you will, where they had a whole bunch of games condensed in a certain time. And then that was it. There was playoffs. Now, Catholic League, it's a little bit more stretch in Long Island. Of course, PSAL and Catholic League, they're not doing anything right now. At, at least, I know de Blasio just announced that they are going to allow, um, they didn't say high-risk sports. They said that they're going to open up high schools. So we'll see how that goes. I, I still think it's kind of like chicanery the way it's going, but... Just your season, just in Portledge, um, what was that like coming up? And especially considering the experience that you had in going away in these AAU tournaments and you just getting on the court, especially like when everything is so unequal. You don't know how many, who's practicing, but at the very least, you probably had elite practices and then you were able to translate in the game. What was it like, I guess, coaching
1: this year? I mean, on the Portland side, it was challenging because, you know, we probably had Less than 15 practices on a JV in, and then we played one one game, and then I you know, I got sick the next day. But, um, you know, we played a game against a school that had a, a senior playing JV and two 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 or three juniors, and we lost by one point. We we should honestly we should have won. We had a one point lead, one less than one minute you know left in the game, and just didn't execute down the line. But the best thing about it was the future of Paul's were three acrids that played the majority of the game, mm-hmm. and you know they scored most of the points, but. You know, you could you you could tell just by the end of the game how their inexperience hurt us. And then you know, I think they have a game this Wednesday coming up. I can't go, but um, you know, I wish them the best of luck. And you know, hopefully, it goes the way we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, on the varsity side, that's been challenging. I think we played three games or four games, and you know, we're supposed to have a semifinal game tomorrow against Knox, which is now canceled due to you know COVID, I guess, on their other end side, other side of town. But um, you know, it's been challenging. It's been real challenging. I mean it's hard for any kid to get a rhythm and i'm actually worried about all the kids across the state potentially getting injuries this summer due to the fact that they played so many games in a short you know short you know short span and not all these kids are in great basketball shape
0: yeah i i was going to say even two, i had two games that were signed for the portland school and both of them got canceled i even had one recently on friday and like y'all told me that it was completely canceled before it even happened so like my partner was like Man, what are you on now? Like, how do you know all these things? But, hey, I just put two and two together. That's all I do. But, you know, during this whole time, I just think that you've been going through so many ups and downs, so many different emotions of, you know, not having coronavirus, going through Zoom parties when you guys are drinking and you're being with your family, and then traveling across the country being able to just be honored to just at least have some semblance of, you know, at least playing with your kids, doing what you love to do, getting into grad school, and then finally contracting the virus and having a little shortened season. And now, you know, getting immersed in this New York Madness tournament. What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole
1: time? I think I learned the most – actually, what I learned the most is when I, thought, when I thought, you know, that I was able to do enough, you know, I did more than what I can. Um, you know, I picked up a little trading skills. You know, one thing anybody who knows Nick, just call him during the day and it was like, even not talking much, he's talking to you about, you know, stocks and all these different things, and now you're learning. And then, you know, then I go back to you know, my friends and I, you know, I expand things that, you know, I learned from Nick and, you know, social media and things like that. So kind of picked up that trading skill for long term investments and some short term investments. But, you know, it's, it's it's been it's been it's been hard, but trying to learn, trying mm. to keep learning.
0: So you recently got accepted to Cortland and you've been going to online schooling. Um, I want to know what that experience is like, because, you know, I, I know that I, I listen to a lot and I read a lot. And I think oftentimes about. You know, having an experience at like an Ivy League school, if you go to Harvard University, you really pay for that whole experience, the totality of being, you know, on campus, having the camaraderie of all the students, especially in the graduate school level. Like everyone is laser focused on getting there. Can't really say that with undergrad, unless you're there for a purpose. But, you know, as you as you know, grad school feels so much more, I don't know, it, it feels more sacred. It feels like you really want to do this. Like you've decided that you wanted to go to a higher level and graduate. But it's got to be weird doing it online. I mean, you have to have some sort of discipline to be in front of a computer. You have to discipline your own time uh, to really get things done. What, what is that experience like for you? And um, would you have rather have done it in person if it was an option?
1: Honestly, it's much easier to me fully online um, and just writing all the dates in my planner, you know, from the beginning of the semester than undergrad. I think undergrad was way more challenging. I think grad school now, that the fact is, you know, this is what I want to do in life. So I'm kind of applying life experiences from, you know, past life experiences to some future life experiences. You know, it's kind of, it feels more real compared to taking like a philosophy, mm-hmm. or, you know, biology or something that I'm not doing now. It's, it's you know, taking facilities and event management, sport finance and things like that. You know, now it's, it's applying certain things to, you know, my day-to-day life, you know, now. And doing working with the Heat, a lot of these things is, you know, it's kind of like a refresher for me. Like, you know, I've been doing this for the last three years. So now it's just kind of, I'm taking a class on it. Got to read a textbook or a chapter, or watch a video, and honestly, it's not that it's not it's not that challenging to me. It's a little challenging, but it's not that challenging where I'm like I'm stressing out, like some people might be stressing out, and I'm like going crazy. I'm honestly not stressed.
0: So I know Bruno was your head coach when you went to DOMS, um, and then obviously you got in touch with Nick. But I, I find interesting that you know me, Nick, we're kind of similar in age. Ralph is probably I'm assuming that he's similar in age, but you are like the like the chosen one. You're like the young one that you know they entrust a lot of responsibility in you and I, I find that very commendable because you know I think about my own 23 year old self I'm not going to say I was irresponsible um, I definitely see a lot of the the same attributes that you possess that I had when I was 23 I mean at that time I was writing for Newsday I was working at J. Crew part-time I was a volunteer firefighter I uh, went to school full-time at Hofstra University and I was working full-time at Hofstra. So I worked from seven to three, then went to grad school and I was getting two degrees at the same time. And bro, I just felt like, and I I still try to go out at night every night. So (laughs) I still try to be a kid, but at the same time, I always try to challenge myself. I've always tried to like lean on to people that are older, that have more, more of a wise outlook that have more experience than me. Because, you know, honestly, I don't really think that life is hard. You just got to replicate the success of other people. And you just have to just latch on to people that are willing to dispense that information to you. What do you think Nick saw in you that gave you all of this entree to this world of, you know, wanting to take him, take you under his wing and get you to the position where you now feel emboldened that you're a leader?
1: To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really don't know. Like, it was weird. I reconnected with him just, you know, because I was – I forgot what I it was – it was a summer, and I'm like, I knew Nationals was coming up, and I knew he had the program. And I said, you know, let me just – you know. I just texted him, like, what are you doing? You know, any games or tournaments coming up? And they were going to nationals in Virginia. He goes, yeah, come I'm like, all right. So that was kind of how it got started. But-
0: so kind of like what I'm going to do this weekend. <laughs>
1: <Just run>. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. But, you know, honestly, for me, what got me into coaching was my sophomore year at college. Somebody, you know, I'm not going to name drop, but they told me I was self-centered. You know, and they was like, this dates back from high school. You're self-centered. You think
0: that's true at that time?
1: Eh, probably. Mm. Probably. It was all about me. Yeah. It was all about me. And then, you know, I guess you could say I was self-centered. But I didn't take the, I didn't take what that person said. You know, like, oh, like, they just, you know, give me, you know, criticism. I kind of took like, All right, let me just, you know, reflect. Then at the end of my college season, that's when I reconnected with Nick that summer, that sophomore year. And, you know, just started coaching. And, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, this is giving back now. Now I'm not being self-centered because this is me. You know, putting a lot of effort and time, you know, picking kids up, dropping them off, you know, going to game, at the game, at the game. You know, I'm not working out as much anymore. You know, now I'm just doing everything for other people, everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like my junior year of college or that same sophomore year. Was my great-grandfather's 100-year birthday party. 100-year birthday party. And I'm like, wow. You know, to miss that, you know, you got to be really invested in this. And, and that's the thing about AU coaches, high school coaches, even college coaches, you know, people don't understand. They sacrifice a lot of time away from parents. I mean, nobody from family. And to do that, you know, that, that speaks volume of what they think of the organization they're working with or just the players they're coaching.
0: Mm. Yeah, that, that's a really good answer. And, and sometimes, like, when I do speak to you, I always think of you, like, as, like, a 30-year-old person. So when I speak to you, and then sometimes you'll slip and say, like, no, I'm a kid. I'm like, you know what? You are a kid. And I start to realize it myself. Like, are you self-aware of how mature you are, like, beyond your years? Like, because you, you, you don't act like a normal 23-year-old. Do you feel like that for yourself?
1: I mean, I play Call of Duty.
0: You do play Call of Duty.
1: I mean, you know, that, that's, that's pretty interesting, but...
0: I mean, I know people my age that play Call of Duty. Yeah, true. I don't know if that's good. It's a good thing. Why not? <laughs>
1: that, men should play video games, you know? It's something different, you know? Something mm. that's for us. Yeah. Something away from everything else. I stopped Why playing not?
0: video games, like, altogether when I was, like, 20. I could I could give you the story, too. I don't think I've ever said this on air, so it is, like, game... Game four of the 2001 Western Conference Finals. This was the same time when, like, the Kings were playing the Lakers. It was, like, ridiculous. It was a ridiculous series. And my boy is, like, an internal Lakers fan. And I just loved that 2001 Kings team. They played the right way. I love Doug Christie. He hit a three corner three. Jason Williams was swishing and dishes, like, right before Bibby got on. And um, I remember there was this one day. And, I mean, any, any of my friends, I put money up. There's nobody that's ever beat me in the game NBA Street. I'm, like, crazy. Okay. You don't even know what that game is, dude. Yeah, it was on okay. GameCube. <laughs> it on GameCube. So, like, I know the controls back and forth. Like, literally, I, there was this tournament. It was literally the same day Aaliyah died. I'll never forget. It was at Nassau Coliseum. It was, like, hoop it up. And they had this little, like, EA booth where there was, like, this tournament for money. And I didn't, I didn't participate, but there was this kid that was losing, like, 15 to 1. And um, I was like, yo, I'll take the control. I'll take it from here. And he was down by one. I ended up winning 21-16 to 16 that game. And then just as over time, like, there would be a crowd, like, just kept coming and converging. And they were like, he's got to be in the tournament. And, <laughs> like, I just would dominate the whole time. I ended up winning, like, 500 bucks, and I got um, NBA Live 2002 for PlayStation 2.
1: That's when Jason Kidd was on the cover, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, like, it was awesome. It was cool. And I just <laughs> going back to the Western Conference Finals, like, the next year they had NBA Street Uh, part two. And I think it was like a a real sunny day. It was like 84 degrees. And I ended up just playing that game for like 20, like 20 hours, like straight. And I just remember all my friends like, yo, you're not going to come to the beach with us. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm going to play. And it's like, for what though? Like I'm undefeated. I've never lost in this game. There's really nothing else for me to prove. I was just like self-obsessed of like, just trying to like, just dominate that game. But then I was like, man, I, I got to start going to the beach. I got I to gotta start. I kind of like stopped playing video games. But since my son was born, you know, we've been playing Nintendo Switch. We play all these like whimsical games. But, you know, it, and I got Super Nintendo. So I always, you know, I kick his ass in those games. It's kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess video games has been a big part of my life. But I, I try to suppress it. But that's that's cool. Do you find like it's, it's a tough balance doing, you know, video? Because I, I know that video games takes a good chunk of time. But I guess that's like your mental reprieve, right?
1: I mean, I, I usually play at nighttime, so I mean, not really doing much. Mm. Besides, you know, I'm talking to you guys now. Yeah. I really talk to you So, guys. so what do you do
0: in that moment? You just press pause and you nah, go like, I
1: keep playing. You know, you're like, where's Zeke? Where's Zeke? Oh, I'm right here. And I mean, I just.
0: So you're just like I'm here, like with the controller. Yeah, you, got you got the headset and all that. You have a gamer
1: chair? Nah, nah I got a little chair. None nah. of that. Nah, I got the computer up. Everything, you know, phones right there, and I'm, I can do whatever I got to do. Word. If I got to stop, you know, I put the, you know, I keep playing, but everything would just, you know, stay on the side. <laughs>
0: So the pressure's on, man. We got a week and a half for this tournament. Um, and we just have all these different things that we need to do. How do you feel about how it's shaking out so far?
1: Honestly, I feel real good. Um, I think more teams is committed than we you know, we we have down. And I think more and more schools will keep reaching out to us and more coaches will keep reaching out to us saying, Hey, did I get in? Like, you know, I'm a hair, you know, what's going on? I mean, I know we have a good we have a good wait list. Um and I think by Friday, even more teams are gonna keep you know keep reaching out because that video you made with the St. Francis Prep I think was a big thing because that's all over Instagram I've seen it being promoted now, I mean, that's that's what you know that's what the kids want to be you know a part of, you know, and I think that's what this world is now social media. So the fact that this event you know, has someone like you behind it on the social media stand you know, social media side, you know that that's going to help this event you know be bigger next year.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I kept that in mind when Nick especially like listening to his podcast when he laid down the foundation of what he really wanted to do. He really wanted to highlight that this was for the kids, right? So I always had that in mind. And I remember when I was at St. Francis Prep and I was at one of the workouts, I remember I was like, I had the microphone and it was this kid named John Todd and, and JD. Shout out to all them boys on the Terriers SFP. Um, I was about to do it. I was like, you know what? Y'all do the interview. And they were like, nah, 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 nah. I don't know what to say. I'm like, bro, just talk about what what it feels like to like play some real meaningful games that's it so they went on the mic it was real spontaneous and they were being kids which is cool man i think i think what's cool is that you know social media to me and you probably feel the same way especially when you think about athletes like division 1 athletes division 2 division 3 collegiate athletes and pros before in the beginning when we really didn't understand the power of social media or maybe we did it would always be like oh they messed up on a tweet they got to rescind that not not a now their career is ruined. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, same thing with referees. I I think that we're not going to tweet that we had a bad game or anything, but I think this goes to show that if you work with it instead of just, like, against the grain and saying, like, I don't want anything to do with social media as opposed to just understanding it and realizing that there could be a positive effect. You know, to me, like, just just having those kids do that and then putting it up on social media, you could just tell the excitement because even if you can say in theory, conceptually, like, this is a good idea to have this tournament. But when you see these kids practicing, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if St. Francis Prep's going to win. You know, I don't know if they're middle of the pack. I don't know if they're, like, the best. I don't know if they're the worst. But I'll say that when you see that, you're like, oh, yeah, it's on. Because if they're in, you know, I'm in. And I want to compete. And you can hear them, like, you, you can't. And I think it's a little different for us because, like, Portland has been playing. Think about those teams in the city, in the Catholic League, in the PSAO. Them kids haven't played at all, at all. And even St. Francis, at least they got their gym so they can do workouts. There's some schools in the PSAL. It's a vaccination center, right? They're not going to go outside and play. I know like Cardoza, they were playing outside. And luckily right now it's getting warm, but like at at the very least they get something. So uh, what are you looking forward to the most in this tournament?
1: Honestly, I'm looking to see, you know, which kids have gotten better across the state, Mm. you know, from the schools coming. Um, you know which kid you know been doing their sets as like Coach Tut says. Um, who's doing their pushups? Who who who's been you know who's individually working to get themselves better? Forget putting the ball in the hoop. But who's going to be in shape that you know if their team needs a basket in the second half, they can get that team their basket. And you know, who's going to make that right? Take the off you know take the right charge, mm. make the right pass. You know do the little things to help you know their team win because I think we'll have some upsets in this tournament. I think um, with the lower seeds beating some higher seeds because you know those kids probably gotten better. And just because you go to a specific school name and you might be double A, that doesn't stop maybe a lower school from, you know, a B division beating you. Because those kids are probably, you know, taking it more seriously get better. Those kids really want to go to college. They, those kids really want to play. So I really do think we'll have some upsets going on and then, you know, it's gonna come down to some coaching too. Mm. You know, who, you know, which 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 coach is gonna, you know, best prepare their team to, you know, to win this event. I think Nick said he went like sneakers, right? Everybody on the team gets team sneakers, get a mask, you know, get a big nice trophy. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not try to win it? Why not give everything you got?
0: Yeah, and listen, shout out to Coach Nick, shout out to Ralph Torres and, and Lucky, of course, that helped us early on in the, in the way. Um, just for bringing this this thing, I don't know what I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the King's ransom of pictures and videos I'm about to take. I really want to make something special. I'm going to keep that under wraps because that's how I do. Are you ready to be attached to the hip with me for, like, a week and a half? Because I know <laughs> you and I, we foot soldiers. We're going to be in the building the whole
1: time. Well, the weekend of the 20s, the final four of that weekend, I will not be here. Uh, we, got, we got an AU tournament, an A-game. So they all mean. not going to be here? No, nah, just, just me and Ralph. Me and Ralph Torres are going to be here. Nick will be here, though.
0: Okay, so, damn. You going to leave me with Nick?
1: Yeah, I got to. He's going he's gonna to say, uh, this should have been
0: done yesterday. That's his favorite line. <laughs> this should have been done yesterday. Like, what are you talking about, man?
1: Nah, I mean, <laughs> we got an we got A-game that week. That's a big tournament. We got to go defend our time Where's that at? Uh, spooky New.
0: Is is that more important than the New York Madness tournament?
1: I mean, I'm not going to stop the 6th and 8th and ninth graders from playing. It's not fair at all.
0: Now, respect that, man. That that's but that's.
1: I'll be around, though, for the, the initial part, and I think that's when most of the teams will be here, and mm. that's when we're going to really need on hands on deck is next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm planning on being here at Allen Garden probably from like 5 o'clock to – almost 10.30. Like okay, so night. the
0: first Saturday, Sunday, you're going to be with me. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, yeah. so that's all that, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to try to figure things out. So I, I'm really excited for this tournament, and I'm so honored and thankful that I'm a part of the team. I'm working hand-in-hand with you. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. And we'll leave this here because, you know, I think this is a special moment in time, like right before the tournament of seeing how it goes. And this will probably get published before that. But, you know, I thank you. We're going to leave some more meat on the bone so we could have a part three. Any final words you want to say, Coach Z?
1: Um, Stay, you know, Pay attention to Referee Rant, Heat Elite, and Alan Garden on Instagram. Um, the schedule should be up this Thursday. Uh, was that March 11th or 12th? One of those days. Um,
0: see now, I got to put this podcast up there. Go ahead.
1: I see, got gotcha. you. <laughs> but you know, you know, the schedule will be up this week. Um, a lot of coaches, you know, they're really confident in their team, but let's let's see who comes out on top.
0: Yeah, yeah, and good luck to all the teams that are participating. We're so honored and thankful to be able to serve the kids of New York, all these high school athletes that haven't really gotten a chance to play. Even though some have been able to play, it's been all unequal in the state of New York, and we're thankful that we're going to bring this to you. High-quality event that's going to be, you know, media. There's going to be pictures. There's going to be everything um, that that you'd want and, and just probably the highest level of competition at Island Garden right now at this moment in time. But for Zeke, for Coach Wilson, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace. Peace.